This is Talk Record Upload, a podcast about anything and everything. I'm Steve. And I'm Logan. Let's talk about some stuff. Hello, Logan. Hi, Steve. What's up, my dude? Not much, man. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. I feel like it's been forever since we've talked and done one of these, but in reality, we're kind of on the same schedule. That yeah, we, have we been, did. Just, I think a lot happened since our last one. So, <laughs> yeah, we did miss one episode for the holidays. Um, oh, that's but, true. I guess we did. Yeah. Other than that, it's it. Yeah, I mean, we're we're on our same schedule. It's just uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I guess I f- I forgot we did miss uh, one because it would have fallen on uh, what the third Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day we upload before yeah. Christmas. So we right. we didn't do one that week, but yep. Uh, so I guess it's been. A month, I guess. Yeah, but, it's been about a month. You know, but. cool. Have you done anything fun in the last month that I you haven't told me about during our daily text conversations? Um, no. Went and got COVID. Yeah, I so say, that I was thought, a delight. I remember you got that? That probably was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I would, I would, I would highly go recommend not getting it if you can avoid it. That's smart so, advice. Sound yeah. advice. Yep. Yep. Well, it, it's been a minute since we've recorded, like you said. Um, a couple things have happened since we last recorded. Uh, I think the biggest one for our our world is that the World Cup has concluded. Yes. Last time we talked, it was still in the middle of the tournament. I don't remember mm-hmm. what round it would have been in. I know it was before we even knew who the final was, because I knew we had still thrown out uh, predictions. Yeah, I think we may have recorded right before semis. That's what I was thinking too, somewhere yeah. around there. But so, um, um, yeah. So, I mean, thoughts on the final? I mean, it was a a pretty decent soccer match, from what I've what I've seen. Yeah, uh, definitely. Probably, well, without a doubt, the best World Cup final I've ever watched. Probably mm-hmm. the best final in any game I've ever watched. Uh, very close to, uh, probably s- slightly edges out the MLS Cup championship from just a couple months ago which Mm. up to that point was the best final Mm -hmm. i had ever watched Mm -hmm. um probably one of the better soccer games i've ever watched um although i said that probably nine times during this tournament and meant it every (laughs) single time yeah Uh, this was a great tournament Um, yeah this was easily one of the one of the best tournaments we've ever been graced with i mean you and i have only had uh i mean i don't know five six world cups in our lifetime um so Relatively small sample, but even, I mean, this has just been an incredible World Cup. It's been yep. so much fun to watch, so many upsets, so many great, good, good games. Uh, and yeah, like you said, coming off of the greatest MLS Cup final of all time, uh, and in my opinion, is still the greatest tournament final of all time. I think it does just edge out the World Cup final. It was very, very close, though. I mean, the game itself was very, very similar. There, were, There's not a whole lot of differences between the two games anyway, just how it all played out with, uh, you know, how the score score lines played out, the, you know, the comebacks, the, you know, went to PKs, all that fun stuff. So it was a, it was a very similar match. It was. Um, I don't know. It was great. I was bummed with who won. Uh, but, you yeah. know, I wanted France to win. But mm-hmm. it was a great game. France will probably win the next one or the next four. Who knows? Their team's really young, so yeah, yeah. And uh, I know you and I had this conversation, but 
mean, has your opinion changed on if Messi took the the goat conversation? Uh, it did right after the tournament. I was sitting here thinking, I think it's really hard to deny uh, that more because mm-hmm. of how he played during the tournaments, not just that he won. I mean, if he had scored one goal and got subbed out in the 60th minute of every single game, then no, that has nothing to do. You mm-hmm. know, that would have nothing to do with him. But right. Um, I don't know. I've I've done more thinking on it since then, and I I still don't know. I think it's it's one A and one B. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Um. But moreover, I think uh the greatest player in the world uh is currently playing right now, and the only reason that he's not considered the goat is because he's too young. But in ten years, Mbappe is going to be the goat, and it's not going to matter what we think about Messi and Ronaldo. Mbappe is is insane. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's, I... I'm more excited of watching watching him uh, in his prime than I yeah. am talking about who's the greatest right now because it's That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And I do agree that, I, I mean, Mbappe will probably take that conversation in a, in a handful of years. Um, I do think that with the World Cup, I, I agree that not just winning the trophy would have gotten him there, but the way he played in the tournament, the way he, the way he carried the team, um, I, I think he took the, the title of GOAT um, and I mean, like you said, it's one A, one B, and we're talking about like, you know, we're talking about players from different eras. We're talking about, you know, how does Messi compare to Pele? How does Messi compare to Diego Maradona? I mean, it's so hard to say how does he relate to players of just a completely different game almost. I mean, just the way it was played was different. At the end of the day, it's still soccer, though. And, you know, I, I think Messi is proven that he sits amongst the top of everybody. So. I agree. I think kind of one of the main things that I have uh, really looked really looked at um, is the like the main thing for me, I guess, is like you know really who they play for plays a big factor in for me. Like Messi plays for Argentina, and prior to Messi playing for Argentina, Argentina had won World Cup, won mm-hmm. World Cups. I think they won multiple without Messi. Right. Um, like before Ronaldo, Portugal didn't even qualify for tournaments. <laughs> right. Like Portugal was basically irrelevant. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they had qualified for the World Cup a couple times before him, maybe twice. Right. Um, like back, you know, a long time ago. But Portugal mm-hmm. was not, they were not a, a, an international powerhouse. Right. Prior to Ronaldo being there. Whereas Argentina, you know, Messi showed up and Argentina was at the same level they've always been at. Um, yeah. You know, but. Ronaldo came into Portugal and put them on the map and started making them qualify and win. Mm-hmm. You know, they won Euro. They won the last Euros. Mm-hmm. So I just think, you know, that that kind of impact is hard to right. Hard hard to ignore, you know? That's like fair. you take you take Messi off that Argentina team, you think there's a chance they still win this World Cup? Yeah. Probably. I'd say there's yeah. a chance. I you know, I, he obviously played a big a big, you know, hand in it, but mm-hmm. you take him off the team, do they, you know, can they win this World Cup? Yeah, they probably yeah. could have, you know. But adversely, Ronaldo didn't even play all that much in this World right. Cup. You know, he had some impact towards the beginning of the tournament. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I think it's, but like I said, it's irrelevant because Mbappe is going to be the going to be the GOAT for too long. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think it's going to matter. That's fair. Um, one thing I did just think about as well, just a quick conversation change. Um, what, uh, I'm assuming you didn't watch the, the football game last night. No, I was going to, but I'm super glad I didn't. <laughs> um, 
for those of you who are not aware, so this was recorded. The, this we're recording this the day after the college football playoffs national championship occurred, where we got the the largest point differential in a bowl game in college football history. Not only to mention the fact that it was a you know a national championship game and it was a a downright butt whooping. It was a it was a bad game. I watched very little of the game and very quickly got bored. Um, so I guess, and I know we kind of had these conversations a little bit about, you know, when we talked about playoff expansions, um, does this kind of change your opinion at all about the expansions considering, you know, TCU is a team that has been ignored in the playoff conversation for a long time. They finally got their shot this year. And they show up and just got absolutely demolished by this SEC team. Do you think does that sway your conversation, your opinion at all, or do you still kind of stand pat on where you were there? I still stand where I am because you know they had to win to get there. Sure, but I think the argument is is that yeah, TCU you know had a um, either one one loss or no loss season. I can't remember. I think it was no loss. Um, but they played, you know, the Big 12 schedule. They played a much easier schedule than somebody like Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State would have played in Big 10 or SEC. So, I think that argument and I don't think this changes my opinion either, but it definitely does shine light on the conversation that these conferences are not all created equal. Um, and I think everybody knows that, but this really highlighted that the Big 12 is just it doesn't compete with the SEC. The SEC is such a powerhouse conference. That's true. Um, I, but I just think, like, I think you kind of answered my question or my thing in what you just said. Because you just mm-hmm. said, you know, not all teams are created equally. They're not all created like Georgia or Michigan or I don't even remember what the third one you said was. But, like, who did TCU beat in the semifinals? Uh, they beat Michigan. Yeah, one of the teams you just mentioned. So you're sure, like they're not sure. they're not all built like Michigan, except for they just went in to Michigan and beat mm-hmm. Michigan. Well, not to Michigan. So, well, you're right, a neutral site, but they were you yeah. know home team, whatever. Right. Um, but they did beat Michigan in the semifinals to mm-hmm. make it to the national championship. So I think they did. You know, yeah, they got stomped by Georgia, but to me, all that tells me is that Georgia was better than people thought they were, and they probably would have. Probably would have beat Michigan also by 60 points or whatever they beat them by. You know, it's possible. who knows? Because Georgia beat, they beat Ohio State in the other the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and Ohio State is in the Big Ten, Big 12? Yeah, correct, Big Ten. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think it kind of, like, it kind of proves both points, really, to me, that, like, yeah, the, they're not all the teams are built are built the same. Nobody's built like an SEC team, most of the SEC teams. Um, but even when you watch the like a different bowl game that I did watch a little bit of, uh, Kansas and Arkansas. Um, it's a bad choice of game to watch, but well, I I don't know why I want. I just I I really enjoy when the Jayhawks lose because I hate KU, so Fair I wanted enough. to watch I wanted to watch them lose, which they did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know the first half of that game, it it was very much like watching a college team play a pro team. Like it yeah. looked, the players looked different. Just watching mm-hmm. Kansas try to tackle some of the guys, mm-hmm. some of the receivers for Arkansas, 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're just having trouble because these guys are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster because they're in the SEC. They have to recruit bigger, stronger, faster guys. Yeah. Um, so I think that that does prove that. But at the same time, it proves that, you know, some of these big 12 schools like TCU can go beat Michigan on a huge stage mm-hmm. in a semifinal, you know, That's to great. make it to make it to a national championship. Yeah, they got smoked by an SEC team, but, mm-hmm. you know, they still managed to do the thing and make it there. So I think if they had got beat 65 to 7 in the semifinals, then, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that would have changed my opinion at least a little bit. I would have been like, okay, yeah. maybe maybe this isn't where we want to be. But, you know, they made it. They played Georgia, and Georgia smoked them. But Georgia smoked pretty much everybody they played this year. <laughs> That's true. And I will say one thing, just to clarify, this has not changed my stance at all. I still believe expansion is good. Um, one thing that I think isn't talked about a lot in college football is – uh, college football is highly susceptible to that any given Sunday rule, well, which, Saturday. right, yeah, any given Saturday in college. Um, but it's kind of the concept of that, you know, on, you know, it kind of started in the NFL where it's like any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. That's not necessarily a testament that that team is better. That's not a testament that, you know, the team is worse. Sometimes stuff just happens. Teams show up, they want it a little bit harder. Um, you know, the luck's just not fall on their side. That kind of stuff happens in sports. And I think in college football, more than NFL even, that is a pretty common thing that happens. So I think that's something that often gets ignored in these conversations is that sometimes it just, you just, it's not your day and it just happens. Right. Which is why, I mean, why upsets happen. When you look at March Madness, um, I can't remember a couple of years ago, who was the 11 seed that made the run to the, the final four? Was it Drake? No. Um, are you talking about Loyola Chicago? No, but that's a good example as well. Um, you know, I don't think anybody is trying to make the argument that Loyola, Loyola Chicago is like, you know, one of the top four college basketball programs in the country. They just had a good run. They played the right teams on the right days. They had the right groove at the right days. Um, and they, you know, they just kept winning those games. And I think it just comes down to that any given Sunday or Saturday mentality. So That's true. Uh, I Googled it real quick just to kind of help uh, prove your point. Plus, it was very quick. Uh, there's been one, two, three, four, five, eleven seeds make the final four. Uh, wow. In 2006, it was George Mason. We're not going to talk mm-hmm. about that year because they beat the Tar Heels <laughs> in the Final Four. Um, yeah. Or no, they beat the fin- they beat Tar Heels in the Elite Eight to make the Final eight. Four. They got right, beat in right, the Final right. Four. But um, and then uh, 2018 was Loyola Chicago. Um, and then in 2021 is probably what you're talking about. It was UCLA. So not the greatest example because they are mm-hmm. one of the best college basketball programs of right. all time. Um, mm-hmm. But that particular year, they were an 11 seed. So, yep. you know, they were an 11 seed that year, but it's UCLA. So, yeah. you know, so. that's like being like, oh, Duke got a four seed this year and they made the final four. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's Duke. So, yeah, you know. All right. Cool. I think we'll, we should get uh, to our... Uh, yeah, we can delve more into college basketball uh, closer to March because I <laughs> guarantee you we'll have a we'll have a college... I, you and I both love college basketball, so... We do. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But I have right. a fun one today that I think we yeah, should do. Yeah, you do at least for a little bit. That was a longer banter se- uh, section than usual, but <laughs> this one I think will be fun. Uh, it's kind of, you know, our listeners, all nine of you can participate mm-hmm. in your cars or at the gym, wherever you listen, um, you yeah. know, and then tweet at us and let us know what your answers might be 
Um, what's that? You needed our Twitter. Sure, no problem. Uh, TRU underscore pod is our Twitter. Reddit r slash TRU podcast. Facebook, just search Talk Record Upload. It'll pop right up. Get it with any of us at any time. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. You know, we do. Yep. Um, Anyway, this episode is all about the what ifs. Quite quite literally. Uh, Specific what ifs? Not really. Just what if questions, you know? Yep. Um, It's basically just a bunch of what if questions that you and I have come up with that we want to discuss Mm -hmm. what we would do if... Mm -hmm. You know, like a, everybody knows what a what if is. It's a very common, yeah. uh, you know, work game that people will play and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be cool. I know I have some. I think you have some. I also found a cool little what if generator that we can do at the end of the episode if we want to throw a couple random ones in there. Ooh. Um, so that's what I Sorry. got. You want me to start? Yeah, you start it. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm going to start with a heavy one for you. Oh. What if... You had $100,000 to improve anything. What would you what would you mm. use that to improve? Yeah. Also, I did notice while I was writing some of these, some of these are uh, air quotes because this is a podcast. Air quotes, what if questions that are actually mm-hmm. like what would you do questions. So sure, sure, sure. formatting doesn't really sound... Right, yeah. when you do it in what if every time. But right. what if you had $100,000 to improve anything? It's an interesting question because $100,000, I mean, obviously it's a lot of money, um, but it's not like world-changing money. That's why I um, picked that amount of money in particular. Right, because, I mean, my brain first goes to, like, you know, I'll fix world hunger or, you know, something like that. And I don't, you know, you can't really impact the world with $100,000. So I guess for me... Um, education is something that's very important to me. I think that, you know, the education, just the way our country handles education is, is critically flawed. And so for me, I would start in, you know, just my local area um, and try to find programs that help with uh, education, you know, students, you know, especially lower income students that may not have as easy of a time, you know, making it through the system um, and trying to, you know, do what I can with that money to help out those students and try to improve the education program just here in, you know, Kansas City area. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what I would do with it because I think, you know, when you when you start young, you can start a ripple effect that can not only change somebody's life but change, fe- you know, uh, future generations for long, long ways to come. I agree, hundred percent. That's a that's a great answer. Um, kind of where I thought you'd go. Um, so I was I was pretty close. Like I said, I picked a hundred thousand for that. I actually changed it. The original the original one was like ten million or something like that. And I was like, I'm more interested in a smaller amount. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about world. Like a smaller amount that like you could actually help people, but not mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, not cure yeah. world hunger. That's not what we're talking yeah. about. Exactly. Um, mine was along the same lines as yours, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is also education based. But I would go probably to my where I went to high school, my school district up there. It's in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm partial to that area, you know. Um, and I would use the money to help teachers. Mm. So similar along the lines of yours, but my yeah. initial instinct was I would I would go to help the teachers because you know one teacher to twenty students. So if you can help that one teacher, 
mm-hmm. they're helping teach 20 different students. So in, in, you know, in a way you're, you're helping, you know, more kids, but sure. I like you, I like yours as well. Kids, you know, maybe kids nice. that can't get to school or can't get the mm-hmm. stuff they need for school. Yeah, education yep. is very important. So I agree. Yeah. I'm not surprised that we were kind of similar on that one. Sweet. It's like we're similar people. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, and just for the record, I want it stated in, on the internet, teachers are criminally underpaid. It is yep. the biggest ripoff in the world. American teachers are, are getting scammed. So I agree. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Looking at you, sister-in-law. <laughs> she doesn't listen. So. Yeah. Well, rude. <laughs> All right. I suppose it's my turn. Yep. Go ahead. You got one. Yeah, I do. Um, so I didn't intend to do this whenever I made my list, um, mm-hmm. but all of mine have a theme. Well, there's like two different themes. Okay. Um, and I'll see if you can guess the theme. Okay. Um, my one. first. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't worry about it. Steve's dad. Okay. <laughs> um, my first one is what if Japan doesn't bomb Pearl Harbor? Ooh. What would have happened in the world landscape? Obviously, you know, in Pearl Harbor, the majority of the world is deep in the depths of World War II, but the United States has very adamantly insisted we are not getting involved in World War II. We do not want any part of this. And then Japan said, <laughs> yes, you are. So, and I can start this if you if you want some more time to think, but, you know, what do you think, What what would that have landscaped have looked like? So that's a really good one. Uh, you started off on a much uh, more serious note than I did. So <laughs> I, did. Um, I, ha- I have some good ones, though, so we'll get to okay. it. Okay. Um, good, good. But oh, that's a good question. I, so first things first, I do think we still would have gotten involved in World War II. Okay. Um, if for no other reason, because we as a country have always been about flexing our muscles. Uh, even when they don't need to be flexed and even when nobody was asking and even when we're in a different gym than everybody else, we still have to flex our muscles. That's just kind of, just kind of how we are. So I think we would have got involved one way or the other. Um, probably rightfully so because we were on the, uh, you know, kick his butt kind of side. So, (laughs) um, I think, I think we still would have got involved. I think it would have just been differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, it probably would have been the same. Outcome, it just would have been a different country. I think we probably mm-hmm. would have dropped those bombs on a different country. Yeah, I think, like like I said, I think we, we like to, you know, flex our muscles. And, uh, you know, we had the technology and stuff was there. I know the nukes were used basically to end the war. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was Japan specifically that we used them against because, mm-hmm. you know, I think we were probably still kind of pissed off at them for the Pearl Harbor thing. Um, yeah. and that's just kind of how it happened. I personally, I think it probably would have ended the same. It just would have been a different country that we dropped them on. Okay. Cause I think we were still probably kind of itching to use them a little bit. Sure. So that's fair. I think it would have changed, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And I don't super disagree with you. Um, the way I look, I look at that kind of conversation is when, you know, America was pretty st- like I said, we were pretty staunch. We we're not going to get involved in the in this war, uh, the Cisner War. Um, I do think eventually, you know, Britain were our allies. A lot of these countries were our allies. And when Germany really started their bombing raids and started bombing, you know, innocent civilian cent- centers, I think we wouldn't have had a choice. I think we would have had to get involved. Um, I think what really changed was, or what would have really changed would have been how the country supported 
that move because when Pearl Harbor happened, American support skyrocketed. We were immediately like, as a country, we all were like, we're going to war. We are not, this is not okay. And, you know, I mean, you know how you know, how the country was in World War II. I mean, everybody was involved in the war effort. Anybody who couldn't fight was helping, you know, build munitions, was helping, you know, build tanks. All that was happening at home. And the country was so behind the war effort. I think if Japan doesn't bomb Pearl Harbor, I do agree. I think we get involved probably a couple years later. But I think it's a very different war effort. I think it's more kind of like, you know, like our mentality with war now is most of the country's pretty opposed to it. We don't want anything to do with war, um, especially since a lot of the wars we're involved in aren't our fight. Like you said, we like to flex our muscles. So I don't disagree with you. I think it's, I think a lot of stuff remains the same. I think it just comes down to what kind of, when we look back at World War II, what does it look like? I think it, I think our viewpoint of World War II is a very different thing. Because I think World War II is viewed as like a huge American victory versus it wouldn't have looked that way. If that makes any sense. It does, yeah. Cool. I think that's a good answer. We are uh, pretty similar on the same realm here. Hey, look at that again. All right. Your turn, bud. Cool. Um all right, I do have a couple more. Uh, let's Sweet. go with. Uh, let's go with this one. This is kind of a good one here. Um, what if you could take a glimpse into the afterlife? Um, kind of a follow-up secondary question to help you answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, would you want to know what happens when we die? Interesting. Okay. I told you I had a couple deep ones. You did. I like this one. Um, I think if I had the opportunity to look into the afterlife and know what happens, I I don't think I would take that, honestly. Um, and part of that falls on, you know, my personal beliefs on, you know, what is the afterlife? Um for me, I'm very secure in what my what is the afterlife, and that's just my beliefs. I feel very confident in you know what happens, and so I don't feel any desire to really like look and you know go oh you know what happens whenever we die. Um, part of that also is based on my personal beliefs. Um, afterlife's going to be pretty awesome, and I don't want to spend the next fifty years or whatever I got left on this rock wanting to go there. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in I want to live the life I've got here. And then when the afterlife comes, whenever that may be, I'll, I'll experience it then. So for me, I think I'm good. All I'm right. happy not knowing. Cool. Um, I will happily uh, let you know that I 100% knew your answer. Um, <laughs> and I 100% knew we were going to be opposite on this one. That's hey, kind of why I it. wanted to ask it. Um, that. So I... You know, and, and and putting like our own like personal beliefs kind of aside. Um, mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, that's why I knew because I know obviously what you believe and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about this at length numerous times in our yeah. in our uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I kind of figured you would have that. Plus, I figured most most people with similar beliefs to you. There's the whole uh, faith thing, right? And faith can't be based off of 
knowing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of ruins the whole faith thing if you know for sure, like you've seen it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I figured that would happen. Um, for mm -hmm. me, a little bit different. Um, I think me, I a hundred percent would look, would mm -hmm. take that peek and want to see what the afterlife is. And my reasoning really has nothing to do of, uh, are you right? Or am I right? Or is he right? I, it has nothing to do with that. Mine is because, uh, what something like 130% of wars are religion based or belief based. Or, yeah. you know, based around, it may not be actually 100%, but, you know, a lot of wars so, have to but... do with religion yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. So my first thought was, if I can peek ahead and look at the afterlife mm -hmm. and know who's right, regardless mm -hmm. of who it ends up being, I don't, I don't care who it ends up being, mm -hmm. but then that could potentially solve a lot of problems and prevent yeah. some future issues because somebody will have been able to be like, no, I got to look and there is an afterlife. Mm -hmm. So quit trying to fight this saying that there isn't an afterlife or the other way around. Like there isn't yeah. one. I got to look, I got, I, I literally, you know, I got to look into the afterlife. I guess that mm -hmm. would be like a, if it's well known that this is an actual real thing that you get to look into the afterlife kind of thing. Right. Cause you're going to have a lot of people that are like, mm, no, didn't happen. Exactly. That would be but, the thing is you got to convince people that you yeah. did. But if it was like a well-known thing, like somebody got something and they're like, okay, here's your prize. You get to look into the afterlife and see what it is. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. go there and I look and I see there isn't an afterlife. I can come back mm -hmm. and be like, hey, there isn't one. So fighting all these wars based on religion is pointless. Yeah. Or like I said, the other way around. Turns out there is an afterlife. Right. Don't fight all these wars. You know, <laughs> like that That was yeah. my first thought was that it would, no. it would help yeah. kind of re resolve some conflicts if you could do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that would save a lot of lives, save a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think eventually it would be worth it. But okay, so there you Fair go. Enough. That's that's there my answer to that one. I don't hate it. Very good. All right, so it's my turn now. Um, I'm gonna do the typical thing that I apparently like to do, um, mm -hmm. which is you get all serious, mm -hmm. um, and I'm gonna go real not serious here. Sure, 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 sure. Um, what if the tuck rule game? went the other way what if the tuck rule game went the other way so for those of you who are not familiar um 2000 i should know this 2008 playoffs i believe that's right. believe i don't know this 2008 playoffs i think it is division around matchup um then oakland raiders playing the new england patriots um no no it was 2002 because it was it was the first one so 2002 um oakland raiders um, New England Patriots. Um, Tom Brady drops back for a pass. They're losing. They're marching down the field. Um, Tom Brady goes to throw the ball, pump fakes, brings the ball down to his belly. And as he does that, he gets sacked and loses the football. Um, Raiders pick it up, and that would have sealed the game. Well, at the time, there was a rule in the rule book called the tuck rule, which was as he was bringing the football down because he was tucking, the ball was considered forward momentum. And so it was considered an incomplete pass, not a fumble. Um, so Tom Brady goes down, continues marching down the field and then, you know, wins the game. And this event, you know, eventually drives to the first Super Bowl for Tom Brady and starts the first of two dynasties for the, the new England Patriots that, uh, that, you know, 2000 to 2000 and, 11 12 13 era where they were incredibly dominant so what if the tuck rule game goes the other way 
what if the tuck rule doesn't exist and um, the Oakland Raiders get the football? Well, uh, first of all, one thing that I uh, found just mm-hmm. kind of refreshing my mind on uh, what this was is one thing sure. that I've forgotten. A lot of people don't remember um, is that that wasn't the first time the tuck rule had come into a Patriots game that year. That is correct. It was not. There was one. It looks like it was week two against the Jets, except for it was mm-hmm. flipped around. It was the Jets quarterback that did it. Right. And it was yep. called, uh, I believe it was called the same way. Call was overturned upon review and ruled an incomplete pass. Correct. Um, so it was called the same way. Mm-hmm. So the Patriots had had one go against them, and then later in the mm-hmm. year had one go for them. So, um, Which, ironically, yeah. because of the first one, Robert Kraft had submitted a um, a rule change for the offseason to remove the tuck rule in response to that game. Um, but because he already that. submitted it, then it, it helps them in the playoffs. He couldn't get, you know, couldn't go back on it. It was already submitted. And right. so in that offseason, the tuck rule was, was removed from the rule book. But huh. anyway. That's, I honestly didn't know that part. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but I would say uh, the Raiders probably would have won that game. Okay, sure. That's what would have changed, and mm-hmm. Tom Brady probably would have had to wait a year. <laughs> you to think get so? His, yeah, to get his <laughs> to get his uh, first Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think it really would have changed all that much. Um, if I do remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that was a uh, uh, Adam Vinatieri field goal to at least mm-hmm. tie that game. So there was other stuff that had to happen in that game too. So. Right. Um, or the ha- that ended up happening, you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't all just like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just that one call that was like, oh, game over kind of thing. Right. So, but well, I, I feel like, you know, yeah, that's probably what would have happened. The Raiders would have won and then hopefully lost the Super Bowl because I hate the Raiders <laughs> and I want them to win ever. So. Sure. Um, and then Brady would have won his first Super Bowl the next year, probably. So here's my thought. Um, here's what, where my brain kind of goes. Um, so 2002 was the year that, um, Drew Bledsoe got injured, um, and that's what gave Tom Brady a start. Um, if Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl, if he gets knocked out in the divisional round of the playoffs on his own fumble, does Bill Belichick still give Brady the king, keys to the kingdom? Does he, does he not go back to Drew Bledsoe? So then if Drew Bledsoe comes back in as the start of the next season, then does you know, do they have the same success? Do they still win those Super Bowls? Does Tom Brady even become anything? Um, I don't know. It's it's just a fun little ripple effect. What what would it have? You know, what, would Tom Brady have kept his job? Would he have continued to go on to win the nineteen and a half Super Bowls, however many he has now? I don't know. I just it's a fun little thought. That is a good point. Um, I do believe it was two thousand one, not two thousand two. Um. Not that that matters that much, but I guess the Super Bowl would have been played in 2002 that year. But Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway. But I do think, I just was Googling his stats real quick from that year to see, and it looks like he had, uh, well, first of all, he went, let's see, number of games, he played 15 games. That's not, uh, Bledsoe got injured in week one, didn't he? Um, yes. So he got, so Brady got pretty much a full season his first. Correct. Yeah, that looks right, because in 2000 he only played, in one game, and he was one for three for it with six yards. So that must have just been like a yeah, like exactly. a throwaway thing. Okay, so two thousand one, yeah, he went eleven and three, 
Um, he had just under 2,900 yards with 18 touchdowns, so nothing – I mean, a decent season, but not like not like anything super spectacular. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a, probably a pretty good chance that uh, he made the Pro Bowl that year, but he didn't win MVP. He didn't win anything. He didn't get any MVP votes that year. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So yeah, there's a pretty there's a pretty good chance that maybe he doesn't. Maybe Bledsoe comes back and he's like, okay, thanks for filling in. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go back to Bledsoe. That's I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Man, now I really wish it had gone the other way. <laughs> Aside from I don't want anything good to ever happen to the Raiders. You know. <laughs> right. All right. That's a good one. Thanks. All right, your next one. Yeah, I got one. I'll do one that's not a uh, super. Um, yeah, let's do this one. This one's kind of cool. Um, okay. What if you could open a museum for any one subject? Mm. What would it be? And, as a little caveat just for fun, where would you open it? Interesting. I like this one. Um, so... If I get to open any museum, everybody's going to call me a nerd. Um, The only museum that I know that doesn't exist in the world that I would create just because I want to have it um, is a museum for for Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I love Excel spreadsheets. Uh, I love that. My dad's going to love that answer. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to be real happy you didn't say Formula One. That's fantastic. That's a great answer. That's a very Logan answer. I don't even need explanation because... Good, good. Yeah, I get it. That Um, makes sense. And as far as where, um, I'm trying to even see if there's like, oh, like where was Excel invented? Um, It was invented by a student at Harvard Business School. So I'm going to say wherever in Massachusetts Harvard is. I can't remember. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought it's maybe go. Uh, up by up near Seattle because that's where Microsoft is. Right, the Microsoft that would be so, good. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cool. That's yep. a great answer. That's it. That's funny. Thanks. Um, I don't know what's gonna go in there, like the super no, it's just important the Excel spreadsheets, spreadsheets of history. No, that yeah. could be cool though, because you could have like maybe people made spreadsheets for stuff that we don't know that they actually <laughs> made decisions based on spreadsheets, like right. I can't even think of an example, but like, you know, maybe there's like a president that made a super, oh, we'll just go back to, uh, you know, maybe when he decided if he was going to bomb Hiroshima, maybe he made, obviously it wasn't around back then, but I mean, something like that. Like maybe (laughs) here's the spreadsheet that he used to decide if he was going to drop those bombs. Like, that could be kind of cool. I I would find that interesting. I'd be like, wow, he used Microsoft Excel for this. Uh That's crazy. Important spreadsheets from history. Exactly. Fun fun fact, did you know that there are now uh, eSports leagues for Excel spreadsheets? eSports leagues for Excel spreadsheets. How does that Yes, work? sir. Look it up because it is fantastic. I'm going to have to. I don't even know how that would be an eSport. Um, I think it's, it's like here, like you have a blank sheet. Here's the 15 things you need to do. Go. Oh, okay. And like you have to build an Excel spreadsheet doing like the 15 things. And I, you know, I'm one that like, I'm pretty good with Excel. And like my resume says proficient with Excel. 
Um, I watched the, you know, I watched a little bit of this uh, and then went to my resume and deleted that line off of my resume because I am not proficient. (laughs) You're like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. What's a cell? I don't don't know what these guys are doing, but they're nuts. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's entertaining. Let me tell you. Well, I I think it's entertaining. I'm sure 90% of the people in the world don't. I am entertained. I would go. Show up with, uh, like, our chest painted. It'd just be the two of us, so we just have, like, XC painted yeah, exactly. on our chest. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> we'd be the only two people in the crowd we going nuts. <laughs> Something random happens. We're like, yeah, let's go! <laughs> so I thought mine was nerdy. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you answered first, so... Uh, I don't think I know what yours is going to be. So do we need to say it on three? Uh, Sure. Let's see. So I had a hard time because most of the things I care about uh, already have museums. So sure, sure, sure. Mine was kind of hard. And but yeah, let's see. Let's see if we get it right. And then I'll explain it. Ready? All right. One, one, two, two, three, three. D&D. D&D. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So I did do a little bit of research on this one. Uh, There is when you Google D&D museum. The first thing that pops up is a dungeon hobby shop museum that okay. is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Oh, it's a real small little. It looks like someone's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's not very big. Uh, fun note for any of our listeners in Minnesota, they will appreciate this. It's right across the street from a Quick Trip. Uh, KT, oh, hey. not QT, which is the superior <laughs> Quick Trip, and I'll put that on the air right now. Um, so for any of my friends from North, and I know you're from Iowa, so you probably uh, understand. It's right across the street from a Quick Trip, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, the, uh, just for the record, I was not North enough for KT quick trips. Oh, right. You guys have quick star. That's right. Well, some of the, some of the Northern ones have quick star. Yeah. Um, And that's actually, that's a whole thing. That's true. But we we can get into that in a different episode, but yeah, I would say a D and D (laughs) museum. Um, so as far as like what I would put in a D&D museum, it would have to be a lot of Wizard of the Coast stuff, obviously. And like, uh, right. you know, the evolution of the game going through all the different, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have like a different room for each version. Um, yeah. yeah. Except for 2.5, we can skip over. Version <laughs> two. Maybe it's just like a little closet that has just like the yeah. book. And we're like, this existed. Move on. Um, like but Mike yeah, Wheeler's the diff- dice in this room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think it'd have to be that kind of stuff as well as... Yeah. I mean, how do you not throw have an entire giant room dedicated to Critical Role? Sure, sure. Like, you have to, and then you can have, you know, D&D Beyond and all these kind of things that just show the evolution sure. of, of See, I the think, game. Uh, I think you got to get Matt Mercer to do the, like, the the uh, walkthrough uh, tour. Oh, I was just going to say, the, tu- the tour the, with the headsets, you get to pick yeah, which yeah, Critical yeah. Role character does your oh, narration. That's, that's, yeah. that's 100% something I would do. <laughs> um, that's good. And Not only so, you get to get pick which which actor, but you get to pick which character they're voicing. Exactly. Yeah, as. which actor and which yeah. character. That's brilliant. <laughs> now I need to go talk to Matt Mercer and see. Uh, I'll when I talk to him next week, I'll bring it up. Okay. Um, cool, 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 cool. But so my initial thought would be like L.A. because that's where Critical Role is. Um, mm-hmm. But there's too much stuff in L.A. So Great. then I go to where uh, Gary Gygax was born. Mm-hmm. Um, for yeah. those of you who don't yeah. know. Well, first of all, if you know anything what we're talking about right now, if this part of the conversation makes any sense to you, you know who Gary Gygax is. Right. Um, for those of you who don't, Gary Gygax invented Dungeons and Dragons years ago in like the sixties yep. or something like that. Right. Um, so Gary Gygax was born in Chicago, Illinois. Mm, that's good. Um, so I was like, well, Chicago would be a great place because that's where mm-hmm. he that's where he 
uh, was born and he invented yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I kind of thought of would be uh, where Wizards of the Coast is, because mm-hmm. um, Wizards of the Coast is like a big, you know, they're like the big company that puts out all this D and D stuff. Not all the D and D stuff, but a lot of it. That's in Renton, mm-hmm. Washington. That sounds boring. <laughs> um, so Chicago. But upon doing my research about where he died, or where he lived, excuse me, where he was born, excuse me, um, I just noticed where Gary Gygax died. Where's that? Gary Gygax died. In Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sound like anything I've mentioned recently? Oh, that's interesting. So I was so then now I'm literally sitting here right now, uh, doing mm-hmm. more research because I just discovered that that's where he died. Yeah. Um, so now I'm doing a little more research on this dungeon hobby shop museum, which is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Uh, and now yeah. I'm curious that uh, that can't I've never heard of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, so that has yeah. to be. That can't somewhat be related to where Gary Gygax died, and I did right. say that it looks like a house. Mm-hmm. It, so yeah. I'm almost wondering. It's got to be his house. I mean, yeah, it looks like it is the house. Uh, the company Gary Gygax founded to produce the role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons that both he and Dave Arsenon created takes up the house on 723 William Street in Lake Geneva. 723 William Street is the address of the Dungeon Hobby Shop Museum. There you go. Yeah, so that's that's, that's got to be. So forget my answer 100% because the Dungeon <laughs> Hobby Shop Museum is in the literal house where Gary Gygax invented the game. I yeah. can't do better than that, so no. we'll just forget about it. <laughs> also, on an unrelated note, uh, uh-huh. If you ever want to take a road trip to Wisconsin, I'm suddenly down. Yeah, no, that that so sounds interesting for that sure. Would be, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'm going to keep it goofy. Um, well, I'm going to keep on the sports trend, actually, because okay. I like the sports ones. Um, this one, I think, will be a quick one. But okay. what if Zenadine Zidane does not turn around and headbutt Marco Ma- Ma- yeah. Matarazzi. The guy Russia. he headbutted. <laughs> the guy that nobody knows in the 2006 World Cup final. That's a good one. I like that. Um, I so. Those of you unfamiliar, 2006 World Cup final, Zinedine Zidane, French player. Um, one of the greatest French players to ever play the game until now. Um, but he, for whatever reason, we don't know what was said they were chirping at each other and Zenadine decided, you know what? I'm done with this. He turns around and just pile drives, headbutts Marco in the chest, just straight in the middle of the chest, gets himself not, you know, red carded out of the game. Uh, and it was, it was his last game. He had already announced his retirement. And so that's how he ended his world cup career was with a red card for headbutting another player. Absolutely uncharacteristic, just insane way to end his career. Playing career. Playing career, of course. Anyway, yes. he's a coach now. but He is. Including, uh, uh, he just, side note, just recently turned down an offer to coach the U.S. Men's National Team. Oh. Like two days ago. That. I saw oh, that story that he had turned down an offer. So I would, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> so. I wouldn't. I'll coach their team 100%, well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'll yeah, do it yeah, for yeah, free. Yeah. But <laughs> So, anyway, what, what happens? I think... Personally, the only thing that happens is that he's a little less well known. 
Really? Because I think there's a lot of people that know him because of that. That's fair. Uh, including myself. I mean, I was pretty young in 2006. Mm-hmm. I was, I, you know, I followed soccer and I watched the tournament, but I didn't really know who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a chance, like, growing up, I probably would have learned, oh, this is a player that was really, really good, and, you know, I've right. seen some stuff, but, like, I didn't really watch too much then, so I knew mm-hmm. him because of the guy that headbutted the dude. Right. Um, That's fair. But it happened in at the very end of the game, um, and if I remember, actually, let me just look it up so I make sure I don't get it wrong. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it happened in the 110th minute was his red yeah. card. Um, that game went to penalties. Mm-hmm. Where Italy won, mm-hmm. so France lost, but they mm-hmm. won on penalties five to three. So even if Zidane was able to take a penalty, say they score one more, they still lose on penalties five to four. So, okay. So that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. I don't think okay. anything game wise. I don't think anything changes. I don't think his career. He had already decided he was retiring, so I don't think mm-hmm. that would have changed. Mm-hmm. He obviously got coaching jobs, so it didn't affect mm-hmm. his coaching mm-hmm. career at all. Mm-hmm. I think really nothing changes except for maybe penalties are five to four instead of five three. Okay. So. All right. So, in my opinion, I think if is um, Zidane doesn't headbutt that guy, um, I think Italy only has three stars on their jersey, not four. Really. Here's why. Um, Zidane, um, the the guy who missed the PK during the PK shootout in the middle of the PK. I think it was the third shot, if I remember correctly. Um, he he was the guy that most people agree wouldn't have taken a shot if Zidane did not, was in the game. If he didn't get red carded, this, you know, Zidane would have taken the shot over this guy. Um, the problem is, is that, yes, it was 5-3, but it's one of those situations where Obviously, missing a PK changes the complete landscape of the game. Um, you know, you're you know, when you're both level, it doesn't make as big of a difference. You know, you you stick to your strategy. As soon as you're down one, strategy changes, and that changes the mentality. It changes the landscape. I think if Zidane steps up, he makes that buries that PK. I think it changes the landscape of that game. And you know what? I think France would have won that game because I remember watching this. That was the first World Cup final that I watched avidly as a kid. Um, And so I remember watching that game, and I even thought the same exact thing then. I think if Zidane's in that game to take that PK, I think France goes on to win that game. So my opinion, I don't – who knows if it's right. I mean, obviously, there's no way to know if what-ifs are right, but that's what I think happened. I could see that. Yeah, I could – I could see that, although I will say, mm-hmm. just as a side note, mm-hmm. France missed their per- first PK. So, was it the first one? Yeah, Italy. Okay. It was, I'm looking at the thing on Google. Italy went first, mm-hmm. and they scored, and France missed their first PK. Gotcha. Okay. So they were I immediately could, down one nothing, right. and then this guy that he kicked fourth, the David uh, last name, um, I'm assuming <laughs> is who would have who would have kicked. If right. you're talking about that, would have kicked instead. So, who knows? Who knows? You know, who who knows? Nobody will ever know because, well, because Zidane did headbutt that guy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, f- real quick fun fact: um, did you know that the center referee did not know? He did not see the headbutt at all. 
And the only and neither did either of the ARs. The only reason that Zidane got the red card is because the fourth official saw it. I think I did because it happened like right in front of him, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, in an interview done, I mean, years and years later, the the referee was like, "It was a miracle that he saw that because if I didn't, or if he didn't and didn't get to tell me that, it, I would have not been able to call that." And I mean, that's obviously a game changing decision, and he deservedly needed to get ejected from the game. So, um, anyway, that's true. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So we're we're running pretty good on time here. Uh, we've probably got enough. Do you want to do a couple of those uh, those random generator ones? Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest too. Let's do let's do a couple of these random generated ones, and that'll Sweet. put us at pretty close to an hour. And you know we don't yep. keep people around for that long. So, so full disclaimer: these might be really good, or these might be absolutely trash. We're, yeah, we're they're completely random. It, uh, you'll probably hear me click because my mouse is loud. So there's no telling. <laughs> All right, so here's our first one, and I'll make it so everybody can hear the click so they know I'm not lying. Ooh, this is a good one. What if a dramatic voice followed you around narrating your entire life? Well, first of all, we have the example of that um, because of, uh, oh, what's that Will Ferrell movie? Oh, it's got a weird name to it. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, Oh, I keep thinking Pursuit of Happiness. That's not right. It's a, no, no. Oh, it's a terrible movie. Um, it's such a good movie. No, it's not. You have no idea what you're talking about. Is it Will Ferrell? Am I thinking of the right guy? Or are you talking about Truman Truman Show? No, that okay. one's a good one too. That one's no. a good one. Well, yeah, Truman Show's pretty good. But um, you're um, thinking of. Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, that's the one. The movie's awful. Yeah. I loved that movie. It was so good. Uh, of course you did. You stop it. That movie was terrible. It was so good. Anyway. Or wait, is it... Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Everything Must Go. Oh. That's the one I'm, that's the one I'm thinking of. No. Yeah, that's yeah, no, I'm that one's okay. I see. That one's a yeah, I'm thinking of that's a terrible Moscow, movie. Not, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of, not Stranger okay. Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction was such a good movie. I don't honestly remember it. <laughs> that's fair. Um, anyway, to answer your question, I mean, I guess so. One critical follow-up question: um, Is it just me that hears this narrator, or does everybody hear it? Let's say yes. Only you hear it. Okay. Um, I think that would be incredible for about a day. And then it'd become the most maddening thing in the world. Except for the moments that. when it's not, because like there'd be some stuff that'd be awesome to have narrated as you're doing it. So it'd be kind of cool at some moments, but I think it'd get real old real fast. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think it'd be probably pretty cool. It probably would get old, but like I narrate my own life all the time anyway, so <laughs> it wouldn't really be any different if somebody else was doing it. I guess it would depend <laughs> on if the guy's rude or not. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it would if be. he was cool about it, then it probably would mm -hmm. be cool. I don't, it would be kind of fun if he was rude about it, though. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's do one more. This one's kind of funny. What if you could make one gross habit socially acceptable? <laughs> would you, and what would it be? Yes. Um, my wife's going to laugh at this. Um, I, I have the unfortunate uh, problem of having very healthy ears. 
So um, I my ears produce lots of wax, and so being able to clean out my ears without worrying about people being grossed out by it, number one for sure. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna say no because I couldn't really think of any gross habits that I would want to <laughs> just see people do. Yeah. Um, okay. But that one that you just said wouldn't bother me, so I'll give you that one. You can have that. Great, thank I you. I don't think it would necessarily apply to me, but like the fact that it would help you out, that warms my little heart, so you can have <laughs> it. It would, would help me out considerably. But it doesn't warm, I will admittedly say, it doesn't warm my heart quite as much as when we get responses and feedback on Twitter, on uh, TRU underscore pod, and as well as on Reddit, r slash TRU podcast, Facebook, just search Talk Record Upload. That yeah. warms my little heart more than anything, you know? <laughs> It sure does mine too, Steve. Any listener feedback, any listener advice, any listener, hey, we hate when you do this. That is helpful too because then we know not to talk about form. I mean, uh, anything in particular uh, that we know that people don't like. We like to hear it. So hit us One up. Let days. us know. One of these <laughs> days I'll get you to let me do an episode. Yep. We'll do an entire Formula One episode. It'll be great. <laughs> um, we'll get like one listen. Yeah. And watch this. But, that'll be the one to get us like 100 plays. Yeah. Like, well, we're Formula One <laughs> podcast now. Uh, if you guys have anything for us, hit us up on those social medias. Uh, you wanted them again? Sure, no problem. On Twitter, TRU underscore pod, Reddit, r slash TRU podcast, Facebook. What are they search, Logan? Talk, record, upload. Talk, record, upload on Facebook. Just search us. Let us know what you want to hear. We want to talk about it. I want your feedback on this. Anything is great. Also, if you guys haven't done so, give us a rating on our podcast. Because apparently yes. that helps, I'm guessing, because every podcast I listen to asks for ratings. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's, that's a ball that we have been dropping. Mm-hmm. So That's very true. That is very helpful. So if we could get like nine five-star ratings, that might help us out like a little bit. Yeah, so. that would be cool. And if you leave yep. a comment with your rating, we will read it during our next podcast. I yes. promise. Assuming Absolutely. that we see it, I will 100% or he will. Whoever sees it, we will 100% read it and give you yes. full credit. That would be cool. Yes. If you guys could do that, we would love yes, to please. All right. Anyway, this is fun. I'm going to go do anything else. Something else. I'm I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to go find something. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm hungry. Ooh, that sounds fun. All right, this is fun. Peace out, Logan. Till next time. Bye.